Barbara Engel has had her share of misery. However, in listening to her story, you will find her to be anything but miserable. As a woman who has spent more of her life single than married, Barbara can relate to the majority of members of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Join me in learning of Barbara's secret to true joy and lasting peace. This is Converted, a podcast which highlights stories of those who have come into the fold of Christ's restored church. The views expressed in this program are those of the guests and host and do not represent official church statements. Please forgive the occasional glitch you will hear in this recording. I am a complete amateur podcaster who loves the gospel. My name is Tiffany Unsworth, and I'm so grateful you would consider listening to another great story of one of my friends in the faith. Well, I am on the line today with Barbara Engel, and I had the pleasure of meeting her uh, by happenstance at Education Week. We were walking along the sidewalk together, and I just felt something when I met her. And so she's been gracious enough to accept the invitation to be on our podcast today. Welcome, Barbara. Thank you. And we're visiting from, where are you from? I'm in Mesa, Arizona right now. Okay. So um, she was free to tell me that she is a convert to the church and it piqued my interest in her story. And so we are going to have this little chat. So Barbara, we would love to hear about your background. Tell us about your um, history, growing up and interests. To be honest with you, I'm excited to share. And I was born in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. And my parents only had me and one other daughter my older sister, which is only a year and a half older than I, and grew up there in in a little place called Sarnia, Ontario, Canada. And we were there until my 11th year. And at that time, my dad became stricken with arthritis and bedridden, actually, and could not even get out of bed by himself. And the doctors informed him that he needs to move to a drier climate. And so they chose Arizona. We came to Phoenix, Arizona. And Mm. there we were with my dad having to lay out in the sun. He literally had to bake out in the hot sun to get the arthritis to calm down in his body. And he did it very faithfully. And I'll just tell you quickly that it was a great success that he did... um, have the ability then to get up and he even held a little job and things got better for our family but to me the reason I came to Arizona was because I was blessed to find the gospel uh, after I was a young married mom I had one one little child at the time so I was I was married young and I had a child um, when I was 20 and when I was 21 the missionaries came to my door and I was so excited because they were so kind and nice. And we thought, well, they need to come in for some water because it was so hot. It was August in Arizona and it's pretty hot. And mm. so we invited them in for 
a drink of water. And I always said that they gave me living water as I mm. gave them a drink of water. And I've been <laughs> drinking that living water ever since. <laughs> oh, wow. So, that is so beautiful. It's, so, it's been wonderful. Oh, were you raised in a faith tradition? No, I was not. My, my parents were very good people. And, um, but I never, ever was taught the Bible or anything like that as a child. Um, but in my heart, I always wanted to learn about Jesus. I had one uh, grandmother that would come out maybe once or twice a year. And she was an officer in the uh, Salvation Army. Okay. And, um, and she would talk to me about Jesus. And um, I always wanted to learn about Jesus. So she gave me this Bible. And all the words that Jesus said were written in red. Mm-hmm. So I always looked for those words that were written in red because I knew that was Jesus. And so somehow in my being, of course, we know that it's through the spirit. I, I was drawn to Jesus. So um, when the missionaries came to our door, um, I was very, very receptive and really wanted to learn more. And as I said, I had one little one-year-old and um my children, then I was expecting another child pretty soon. But anyway, long story short, I was the mother of two little boys and when pretty soon, but the missionaries taught me and I was so ready to learn. And at the time, was your husband interested as well? Yes, he was. He, he, we both joined together and um, we, we actually went to the temple a year later after we were mm-hmm. baptized. However, I'm sorry to say that he, he did not stay in the family and he did not stay in the gospel. So I was left as a single mom very, very young in life. But um, I was never on my own because I always had the Savior to help me. And I just clung to the gospel with all my heart. And um, I just was striving to learn and grow and um, line upon line. And that was many years ago. That was like over 50 years ago. So um, it was really, it's really been an exciting journey for me. I remember when I first joined the church, the the bishop talked to us both. um, And he said that he counseled us to get all the way in. Just like when you get into bed, you just don't get halfway in, you get all the way in. (laughs) That's what he said. And so I took that to heart. I got all the way in and um, I won't go into details about my divorce, but it was very, 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 heart-wrenching sad situation and um but with with the gospel with the savior i was able to hang on to the iron rod and and just hang on and do the things that the lord wanted me to do and kept learning and growing and so excited to learn and be a part of the gospel and um i got involved in i was really taught the gospel as i taught it myself in primary i think i learned a lot Mm -hmm. in there and then, mm-hmm. uh, then I was in junior Sunday school coordinator. It was back in the day, long, long ago, when you went to church three times a day. So um, <laughs> it was a long time ago. So um, anyway, it was really, really exciting to me. I, I just loved the gospel, and um, just so happy to learn and grow. And 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 I was able to go to the temple and um, and in order to be home with my children. I never wanted to take my children to daycare or anything. So in order to be with my children, 
I took care of other children. And it was back in the day where you didn't get paid very much at all. But mm. I loved those little children and my boys loved the little children. So my home was just filled with children, even though I only had two. <laughs> we, had, we had lots and lots of children. And I taught them about Jesus. And, um, and it's, it's been a wonderful thing to have the gospel in my life. Oh, Barbara, this sounds amazing. So a couple of things I am so impressed with as I hear this is that you really took the counsel of your leader to heart and got all the way in. Anyone who goes to church three times a day is all the way in. Yeah, all Especially... the way in. And then we had primary on, primary on Thursdays and um, oh. then we had, we had Relief Society on Tuesday mornings. And um, Oh, my. We, of course, I'm at... I'm, you are but anyway it was it was really great I just and my mom and dad even though they never did join the church they really supported me in it so um they were kind and good and uh and helped me to embrace it and um so I'm I'm just very thankful that I did do that and and I think it's through the small and simple things that we're asked to do to Mm -hmm. do it I mean I didn't learn everything all at once it was just line upon Mm -hmm. line well um I was taught to read the book of mormon every day and and when he said every day i thought he meant every day so mm-hmm. to be honest with you i say it with great awareness of my gratitude to heavenly father for helping that sink into my heart because for decades and decades i would say for at least the last 40 years i've not risked reading the book of mormon every day because yeah. it's been been a solid solid anchor to my testimony and um, and then I would, of course, study whatever other curriculum that we're studying for the year, but not, nothing as diligently in my life as the Book of Mormon has been. And um, I'm just so grateful because that's my motto right now is to read the Book of Mormon every day, every day, every day. Oh, so, um, I, I love it. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's really, really been wonderful. I feel, Barbara, that your story can inspire many who are raising children on their own, as you probably know, there are more adult single members of the church now than married. And so whether someone has gone through divorce um, or has not been married or is widowed, there are a lot of members out there who um, are the only adult in their household. And sometimes they are raising children. And so that must have taken great faith on your part to raise those little boys in the church and do it by yourself. Yes. It, I'm with you, but um, I think that, like you said, there's so many young single moms and dads, you know, but, but um, I just really do encourage everybody that I come in contact with to read the book of Mormon every day. So it's, a, it's been a great strength to me in my life. That's for sure. And um, I have, uh, both of my boys did not stay in the church. One did, one did not. Mm-hmm. Um, but but both of them are wonderful, wonderful uh, fathers. And um, my oldest son passed away with a brain tumor. And um, the Lord brought me through that sorrow. And mm-hmm. um, this just, but he, he left five very valiant children and a very wonderful wife. And... Um, but but that boy always read the Book of Mormon with his children every single day, and um, and I can see the the fruits of his labors 
as he has as, as he did that so mm-hmm. um but of course we know that we're together forever and um that's good i did remarry um mm-hmm. i remarried at the age of 58 Mm. And, um, so, and then my companion and I only had 14 years together and he passed away, but we were sealed and got to go on a mission together and such as that. But, um, because believe it or not, I'm 79 already. So that means I'm in my 80th year. So I have got a lot of history to go back on and see all the rewards <laughs> of doing these things. So, um, and I keep a journal. I just finished this morning, um, up a journal and I started another journal and, I've got volumes and volumes and volumes of journal writing. And that's helped me a great deal throughout my life is because I spent most of my years alone, Mm -hmm. uh, but I've never felt alone, never have felt alone. And sharing in my journal is like sharing with the best friend. I've Mm -hmm. got shells. I probably have like 85 or 90 journals all filled up. Uh, So um, (laughs) I think maybe one day my children might have a big bonfire with all those journals. (laughs) oh I doubt it my grandma's journals are some of my greatest treasures so well I just don't know (laughs) you've had your share of trials through the years and um, what beautiful tools you've used to cope and to find solace to turn to the Lord's word it's just been so awesome and my I hope I can say this without sounding boastful I just give all praise to the Lord but one thing I have had is joy deep Mm. joy throughout my life no matter what trial I've been going through I've had deep joy so because the Lord has blessed me with these tools to use so um I'm not saying everyone can have joy but um I feel in my heart that it's a gift from the Lord to have joy and he wants us to have joy um and I just love sharing my joy and um, it's a, it's a gift to me to have joy, even in the midst of great trials. And we've all had great trials. I think everyone has, but I think the Lord wants us to have joy. I agree. It makes me think of president Nelson's statement about how the joy we feel in our lives has little to do with the circumstances of our lives, but the focus of our life. So, yeah, I could really tell when I met you that you do have that joy within you and it's contagious. So, well, I just, I just love to, to share it. And, and, and I really feel bad when people say they're, they don't have joy. And I understand that it's very hard to cope with a lot of things, but I, I feel in my heart, the Lord wants us to have joy. And, and I think reading the Book of Mormon every day and having our prayers, and I, I've been blessed over these years, even as a single adult working and having long hours, I would make sure I got to the temple, and um, that has added to my joy. Of course, it's harder to get there right now with all this going on, but I'm figuring out how to make these appointments. I've gotten some appointments and got there. <laughs> We we live in I live in Arizona and our temple is not open right now the Mesa oh, temple is not open but sure. we get to go to the Gilbert so we get to go to any temple right now because ours is closed <laughs> so um so I've got to the Gilbert Temple and then over the years I've gone to the Phoenix Temple but um I'm just really thankful that the temple has been such a solid foundation in my life I for many many years I've got mm. to go there every week and. It's really been wonderful. And, and even sometimes when I would be working after I 
gave up my little daycare in my home when my kids got older. I started working in a real estate office. And um, even when I'd be so tired, I think, oh, how am I going to get to the temple? And um, I'd pray to get to the temple. And I would get to the temple. And I remember walking out the temple doors, feeling like I just had a week's vacation after mm -hmm. being in the temple. So the, these things are the keys that will continue to bring us strength and uh, just to carry on, you know. I mean, you might think you're too tired to do this or that, the other thing. But as we do it anyway, the Lord renews our strength. Mm, I love that witness. Yeah, he yes. does. And you've brought up some really important aspects that are unique to Latter-day Saint culture. Um, of course, reading the Book of Mormon, that is a scripture that is unique to us. We read it alongside the Bible and uh, Latter-day scripture from prophets. And then also temple worship is a unique aspect of our that is really um, important to our worship. And that is addition in addition to worshiping on Sunday in chapels. Um, and so there are some beautiful parts of living the gospel, the restored gospel that um, you've witnessed of today. So another um, question I have for you, Barbara, is how do you think your life is different than it would have been uh, because you found the restored gospel of Jesus Christ? To be honest with you, I, I really feel it's as different as night and day. Um, I'm the only member in my church, in my family that belongs to the church, in my except for my children. And I have both both of my sons have given me some very valiant children, so my grandchildren. But the the difference for me is is that my life has real meaning, and um, it's so wonderful to me to find my ancestors with help of others, trust me, I couldn't do it on my own, with the help of others to be able to go to the temple and recognize that I'm blessing their life and for generations because I'm the only member, I'm an adult member. I'm not saying my children or grandchildren, but my own self, I don't have cousins or mother or father or anything like that. So mm. um, I, I've been able to, um, after lots of striving to find these people, I found some relatives in I'm so excited that I can be representative of them and get their work done. And um, and I and my life has real purpose and meaning because I joined a church. I, I'm excited about all the things that our prophets have asked us to do and to keep learning and look forward to conference and what the Lord wants us to learn. And um, mm. I mean, there's, there's, there's no comparison to my life and the life of those in my family that don't have these blessings. Um, I love, the, love the word purpose and um, the work you are discussing really is a testament that we believe that God wants to offer the blessings of Jesus Christ's atonement to every child who has ever lived on the earth. And so therefore, we will uh, stand as proxy in a baptismal font, in a temple for those who did not have the opportunity to be baptized in this life. Um, and that sacred ordinance is the gate to heaven. And so it really is a testament to me that Christ is there for everyone who has ever lived. And that work, that temple work we do, 
really is a beautiful, purposeful work. It's a selfless work. And so thank you. That is wonderful. I've just really been so grateful to be able to find it. And to be honest with you, my people were not easy to find. My dad was <laughs> my dad was an orphan and um, he never, ever wanted me to talk about his situation at all. He never allowed me to talk about it wow. even before I was a member of the church. So um, it was I've had miracle after miracle in finding some of my family. It's just been absolutely awesome to um had those doors open to me. At one point in time, I had to hire a genealogist because mm-hmm. it was so hard. Um, mm-hmm. But he broke open the um, the way for us to find some more. And um, and and at the history center, I've spent hours and hours and hours. Um, but to be honest with you, I'm my family will be first to tell you I'm just not even into computers at all. I don't understand <laughs> them. I I just fumble around. But um, but there's are there are people that will help us. I went to the history center and I found two sisters there that were just angels for me, angels. Um, and they stuck by me. I would go there week after week after week for hours and hours and hours. They would stick by me. And um, my family's from Finland. My mom's side of the family's from Finland. And uh-huh. I'll tell you what, not very many people can read Finnish. And uh-huh. um, I found this woman that, oh, she just took such an interest in my family. Um Oh my goodness, it was so wonderful. So she just opened those doors up and um, we're back many generations now in, in both sides of my family because of because of dedicated family history workers, not, not because of me. Yes, I was dedicated to go there, but they were there to help me. And then that one man that I had to pay, that he opened up some doors and now I don't have to do that anymore because they, they've taken over and we're finding more and more people. So um, the work is being done on both sides of the family now because of, because of these wonderful people at the history center. I mean, wow. so it's wonderful, wonderful people there. And they, they've just become such close friends to me. You know, it's been years and years that we've been working on these, you know? Mm. So um, it's, it's been really wonderful because for years I go to the temple, just longing to take some of my family, but I go anyway and I would do a family name in the temple because my family didn't have any cards. But when I started getting those cards, I was getting so excited that I could do some of my family. And um, Mm. so it finally opened up for me, but it took an awful lot of dedication on their part and my part, to be honest with you, to get, get some of those lines open. Um, Can I tell you one little quick story about that? Oh yes. I would love that. Okay. Well, um, as I was doing this work and and I was all by myself, my husband had already passed away and, um, and I was going to temple quite frequently and I was retired by then and being able to do this family history with these dear people. And anyway, so I, in the, in the middle of the night, I would hear a, a little child crying and, but I, I wasn't afraid. It wasn't like it was a spooky thing or anything, but I heard this whimpering in, in my room. I thought, Oh my gosh, what is this? You know? And I prayed about it and prayed about it. And, um, and I told the family history girls about it. And, um, one of them was inspired to think that we've missed somebody. We've missed somebody in the records. Mm-hmm. And, and, she, and she was so dedicated. She searched and searched. Well, she found out that my dad, who was an orphan, had a sister and, uh, and she had passed on. And so we, and so we did her work and the crying stopped. Oh, wow. Yes. 
that was a sign to you that there was a child out there in history that needed their help. And if it hadn't been sent to you in any other way, maybe you would have looked in different places. But I'm sure uh, she's grateful now <laughs> that you. Yeah, we are found. too that we found her. We found mm-hmm. her. So, so, and, and the story was is that my, as I told you, my dad was an orphan. Well, um, my, his mother was married for a short time that I didn't even know about it. Um, anyway, long oh. story short, there was this little child that got, that, that was a little missing link. And so we got that done. So that was a testimony that the Lord works in mysterious ways. Very special. So. And he cares about every single soul. Uh, this reminds me of the scripture in Malachi that talks about how um, Elijah will turn the hearts of the children to the fathers. And you have certainly felt that, that powerful feeling. Oh, yeah, that was so, so beautiful. So beautiful. And, and I've got stacks of names now. Of course, now they don't even give your cards back to you. But, so I can't keep the cards. But <laughs> that was quite an adjustment, too. But you know, no matter what, the Lord will help us figure it out. And yes. We'll get back there. We'll get back there. So, yes, um, the whole family of Adam and Eve will be tied together one day. So, that is beautiful. Yes, it just makes you grateful to be a part of it. I'll tell you, that's so wonderful. But anyway, you you found the right girl on the sidewalk because I just love to share my testimony that I know with all my heart that Joseph Smith did see Heavenly Father in Jesus Christ. And I know that the church is restored. And it's so exciting to me. I want to just tell the whole world. (laughs) (laughs) I I can feel your enthusiasm through the phone. I'm so grateful. It's just so wonderful. I'm just so, so grateful that the Lord brought me into the gospel. And like I say, I'm the only one, not my mother, my father, my my sister or my aunts or my uncles or cousins. Um, but but I'm grateful, I'll tell you, that's for sure. And so. how beautiful that even though you may be the only one in your family, you said you've never felt lonely so well, I have to be, to be very honest with you, I must clarify that I have felt lonely, but I mm-hmm. got on my knees and prayed and the Lord just sent his spirit to me and it filled me with this love and, and that took away the loneliness. I had to learn that. I mean, I was extremely, uh, I was extremely lonely. I was extremely sad. I was so heartbroken. I couldn't even hardly, I could hardly even think straight. I was so heartbroken when I first went through that, you know, mm-hmm. but, um, but I would turn to the Lord and, he would help me, and I would just feel this beautiful gift of love and and happiness come into my being, and um and I was able to be happy with my children. I didn't want them to see a sad mom, mm-hmm. so um but through the through the Savior, I was able to draw on the powers of heaven to not be lonely, not be sad, mm-hmm. and think of ways to serve and and um be a blessing to my family and others, and, and that's what's filled my life now is this gift of serving and and mm. remembering others and not just dwelling on myself because that got me nowhere I was <laughs> no no I had to really learn it you know but I was very very young when I learned it you know beautiful witness thank you for that clarification that it wasn't yeah on your power alone that no rely on god yeah it wasn't it, it, it just the lord taught me to just rely upon him and 
and he'd fill my life with joy and and he has he really has well uh thank you so much barbara the last um question i have for you is how do you feel about jesus christ well i could write a volume about that another whole journal (laughs) Mm. um but i i'm just so grateful to our savior for bringing these beautiful things into my life and for his sacrifice and um he has become my very best friend over these many, many years. Uh, I've spent more years as an adult single, many, many more years as a single than I have married. And I think that as a single person, um, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that many, many married people feel the very same way I do too, but I didn't have a husband to turn to. I didn't have my father to turn to. I didn't have a brother or an uncle. I, I turned to the Savior. And he was he's always been there with me. He's been my best friend. And and um, let me know how much he loved me and helped me to see that I had great purpose in life and that I could serve him. And that's what would bring me joy. That's about Thank it. you so yeah. much. Beautiful yeah. witness. I'm so grateful that you were willing to take the time today to share your life experience. And um, I can feel your resolute testimony and maybe one day we will get to pass each other on a sidewalk again. I would love that. <laughs> thank, thank you so much. Okay. Thank you. Take thank care. You. Thank okay. you. Bye now. Bye-bye. Well, I don't know about you, but after talking with Barbara, I found that my spirits had been lifted and that I had a great desire to follow the counsel of our dear prophets. Her story will continue to reverberate in my mind, especially on days when I may be tempted to feel sorry for myself. She demonstrates how to follow the counsel in the book of 2 Nephi. Press forward with a steadfastness in Christ, having a perfect brightness of hope and a love of God and of all men. Thank you, Barbara, for your valiant witness. Remember, my friends, when thou art converted, strengthen each other.